0: Welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I am Connie, along with the savage herself, Meg. Tonight, she is going to tell us about Amy Allwine. Take it away. All right.
1: So we are going to talk about Amy Allwine, but I first want to talk about the dark web. Dude, you've done...
0: You did another case that involved the dark web.
1: I know. I just think they're interesting. I it was the
0: the boys in England. I think that case. Yeah, that was dark web yeah. too, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I do. Every time, and so I, every time I think of the dark web, I think of Letterkenny, where they go dark web. But you don't watch Letterkenny. <laughs> so you don't get that <laughs> I haven't
1: watched Letterkenny. I know
0: Letterkenny.
1: Um. I think last time I gave a synopsis of the dark web also, but I'm going to do it again because I still forgot what it was when I was writing this episode. I was like, I still don't understand what the dark web is. Uh, And I'm not a pro. So if anybody wants to mansplain what the dark web is to me, you can go nuts. But based on my Googlings, this is what I learned. One, it's not called that because it's all dark and bad. It's mostly just void of surveillance. And while there are people who use it for evil, not everyone is, but it can be used as a tool for doing shady stuff, as we know. And if you think of the internet as layers, like an onion or an ogre, that's a Shrek (laughs) reference. Uh, So for the outer layer, it's like the surface web or the clear web. And that's what we use when we're like, googling new true crime cases to look up and then we have the deep web or the invisible web the next layer and that's pretty much all internet content that's not indexed by search engines and honestly it's like a pretty good chunk of it most of it is innocuous it's like databases and archives and web pages that are like password protected medical records bank accounts stuff like that and then in the middle There's the dark web or the hidden web, and it's a pretty small portion of the internet. It's only accessible via certain software and authorizations. It's notoriously difficult to block the dark web, and so it's therefore difficult to censor it. And again, you can't do any kind of surveillance. Common forms of censorship that rely on internet service providers, like blocking IP addresses, aren't effective when you access the dark web. So like people who are under surveillance, like whistleblowers and journalists, very few of us, those people use the dark web to communicate and discuss things privately. But there are other people that we know, they do sketchy stuff and they scam people trying to do sketchy stuff. Um, and I kind of love the idea of scammers scamming people on the dark web who are like on there to do terrible things. But then people are just like, I know you're here to do terrible things. And I'm going to take your money because of that. Like ethical hacking, you know? Oh, I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like vigilante shit. I'm very into it. Um, And so today that topic kind of ties into the very complicated story of Amy Allwine. And I have talked about this case before, I think, in other cases. uh, I've tried to write about it several times, and I kind of struggled because it's very winding. But this is as close as we're going to get. So, here we go. In May of 2016, dark web hackers unknowingly uncovered evidence that would eventually help the FBI solve the murder of Amy Allwine when they hacked into a scam hitman-for-hire site called Besa Mafia, and they posted customer details and messages from the site. The FBI began investigating the details released by these hackers, and part of that investigation was notifying one of the potential victims, which was Amy Allwine. Amy was a 43-year-old dog trainer, She ran her own training business outside of St. Paul, Minnesota, in a city called Cottage Grove. She and her husband, Stephen, had met at their Christian college, and the couple were active members of their local church congregation. Stephen especially was active in the church. He was kind of like an elder. He provided marriage counseling services to couples. Together, Amy and Stephen were raising their adopted son. Friends and clients of Amy described her as the most motivating person that they had ever met. She was positive, and she rarely had a bad word to say about anyone. She was a loving, devoted mother and friend. So, it was concerning when, in July of 2016, a woman who called herself Jane sent Amy Allwine the first of two untraceable emails. Each contained threats and insults, calling Amy a fat bitch and claiming that she had destroyed Jane's marriage. The emails threatened her son and provided details that made it seem as though Jane knew Amy and her family, almost as though she was watching them. The email read, Here is how you can save your family. Commit suicide. The note claimed that if Amy did not kill herself, then Amy would slowly see things taken away, and each time she would know that she could have stopped it. And Jane was so kind as to include a list of methods that Amy might use to commit suicide. Around this? Yeah, (laughs) it's scary stuff. Around the same time that Amy received those threatening emails, the FBI reached out to the Cottage Grove Police Department to let them know that they had come across a murder for hire plot on the dark web. An unknown person was planning to use Bitcoin in order to have Amy Allwine killed. Investigators immediately met with the Allwines and recommended that they ramp up their home security because they didn't really know who was doing this so they couldn't tell them oh this person is so we need to like investigate this person they were just like, yeah you guys it's need... more of
0: like a you someone's this is being planned but we can't tell you by who
1: yeah and so take the precautions to ensure that you are safe and they did that Stephen went and got his carry permit and a 9mm gun so that he could protect his wife if necessary, and they got a very sophisticated home security system. The murder plot seemed to begin to unfold on Valentine's Day that year. A timeline pieced together by investigators from the FBI, Cottage Grove Police, and the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension showed that on February fourteenth, 2016, a person behind the username Dog Day God had attempted to pay $5,000 to the user baser Mafi- to the user Baser mafia. This was allegedly an Albanian crime organization, and Dog Day God, they had paid this Albanian crime organization to have Amy Alwine killed in a car crash. Dog Day God gave Besa Mafia plenty of information to help make it look like an accident. They provided her travel schedule, where she was, and a further look into Dog Day God's online activity showed that they were also using the dark web to find different ways to launder virtual currency or their Bitcoin. And it would be the 35-character Bitcoin address that police would eventually use to track down who was responsible for the murder of Amy. And if you guess that it was her husband, Steven already, you're right.
0: No, I thought it would be the son. I didn't know how old the son was, but I was like, maybe the son.
1: He's like nine.
0: Oh, damn it. Not the son. It,
1: like it's, it's their young son. Oh, okay. Um, nope. It's Steven. He's Dude, a real shit. Bag. <laughs> Dude,
0: Dude, what, what did the hell? He, say? he was like a, an elder at the church. He's a church
1: elder. He provides marriage counseling services. He went and got his care permit to protect his wife. He had no idea any of this could even be possible, except mm. that he did. And I'm going to explain why and why it was very confusing for investigators. So after that first hit was taken out, the hitman was unable to follow through with the murder-for-hire plot. Investigators linked Stephen Allwine to his dark web activity via not only his Bitcoin, but also his activity on the website Ashley Madison. Mm. Mm. And some people think, or I have heard, that Ashley Madison is a... Like an an escort service... Yeah, it's but, like but it's not. It, yeah, it's a site for people to meet for extramarital affairs. Mm-hmm. And so if you... Ask me how I know. How do you know?
0: <laughs> because I was... happened to find my ex-husband on an <laughs> Ashley Madison site before. You did? Yeah.
1: Oh my, I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, he put the X in excellent. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Ugh. How and did you find what it? Jo- uh, because I also know how to hack stuff. And that's just like what I did. And I found it. And Josh Duggar was also on that site as well.
1: Ew. Mm-hmm. That's so gross. It's just like if you're that ashamed of divorce, but you're not that ashamed of paying money to meet other people. Who are mm-hmm. ashamed of divorce. I don't know. Something about that just doesn't sit right with me, you know? Yeah. So, Stephen, this little idiot, had been in a relationship with a woman he had met on Ashley Madison for several months. Her name was Michelle. And Stephen told police that Michelle was from the Western Metro Twin Cities area. And they were successful when they had located her. Michelle told investigators that she and Stephen had been intimate for several months and that they had taken trips together, they had spent time together in both of the areas where they lived. The police report read, admitted their affair was sexual in nature and provided photographs of the two of them together in which they are hugging and kissing. And Michelle wasn't even the first woman that Stephen had met on Ashley Madison. Oh, nice. He had also... I know. He'd also gone out with another woman in October of 2015. The two had dinner and kissed, but they hadn't met again after that. Michelle, however, had discussed how when Amy went out of town, Stephen had her come to his home and he made her sneak in the back way to avoid being detected by their new home security system. So this had been going on for quite a while. Michelle also shared pictures with authorities that were from December 2015, and she claimed that their romance had fizzled out by February. Coincidentally, that was around the same time that Dog Day God started searching for a hitman to exterminate his wife, Amy Allwine. It was Stephen Allwine who called 911 on November 13th, 2016, He informed the dispatcher that he had arrived home with his nine-year-old son to find his wife dead in their home. Their son found her body. Oh, my God. When police arrived at approximately 7 p.m. that evening, Stephen and his son were waiting for police in the open garage. He directed officers to the bedroom where Amy was lying on the floor in her own blood. She appeared to have committed suicide. Near Amy's left arm was a gun, the gun that Stephen had purchased and gotten a carry permit for. But Amy was right-handed, and police could find no evidence that the gun had been against her head. There wasn't any gunpowder or blood spatter on her hands, but they did find traces of Amy's blood in the house outside of the bedroom, and evidence that areas around the home had been recently cleaned. Bloody footprints were uncovered leading back and forth between the kitchen and the bedroom, and when the crime scene team used luminol, there appeared to also be bloody footprints that led from the master bedroom where Amy was found to the laundry room. Also uncovered were nine separate areas of visible transfer stains and blood-like substance present on the floor, which is a fancy way to say bloody footprints. These also, these footprints seem to be outside the master bedroom, between the couch and the kitchen island, between the dining room table and the basement door, in the hallway, in the main floor bathroom, and in their child's bedroom the team noted that footprints were not found near any doors or access points in the residence except for the garage access door. And investigators are like, well, Amy was definitely murdered. Yeah, they're like, all
0: signs point to this was not her dying Yeah, she obviously
1: didn't commit suicide and then walk around her entire house and go in the garage and then go bed and lay back down in her bedroom. That's not happening. So... They did not suspect Stephen at first. I want to be clear about this. Like, they were like, nope, it's probably not him. That seems strange. But they had added all of those new security features to their home um, after Cottage Grove police told the Allwines about that hit. And there was zero evidence that anyone from outside of the home had murdered Amy. And Steven was, as I'm sure you've guessed, the only person viewed on security footage who came or went from the home. Then what a dumbass. De- I know. He's it's crazy that they didn't suspect him. I just don't understand that. It, like they caught on to it pretty quickly, but still. All signs point to ding dong. Um Days after Amy's death, Stephen was specifically asked about the blood that appeared to have been cleaned up prior to the arrival of initial responders. He told detectives that he had no information about this. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he added for good measure that no one had been injured in the home. Definitely no one had been hurt, so he's not really sure why anything would have been cleaned up. That seems strange. Stephen did say that Amy had been feeling sick on the day of her death and said she was lightheaded. Their son had been at his grandparents' house when Amy was killed. Stephen was a church elder, but he also worked in IT. He had two jobs, his primary job that he worked from 6 a.m. until 5 p.m. Sunday through Wednesday, on November 13th, Stephen had logged in for work at 6.24 a.m. and worked until 12.13. He took a lunch break that lasted 41 minutes and at 2 p.m. he called his in-laws to see if they would pick up their grandson. He claimed that he checked on Amy a couple of times throughout the day and at around 5 p.m. she said she was fine. At around 5.30, Stephen left the house to pick up the couple's son from Amy's parents and told investigators that after picking him up, they were headed to a gym class. But on their way, he realized that he had forgotten his son's gym shorts. So, instead of going to the gym, the two went and had dinner at Culver's. When they arrived back at the house, the son found his mother's body in the bedroom and asked his father why mom was sleeping on the floor. Stephen told his son... She's probably dead and called 911. Oh, nice. Nice. Stephen. Yeah, so gross. Because their home security system recorded the dates and times uh, that the front garage do- the front door and the garage doors opened, after Steven left, there were no doors opened or closed. Most notably, the search warrant revealed that after amy's father left the residence at 202 p.m after picking up their son the service door was opened at 240 242 and 440 so the service door was part of the garage steven told police that once his son had been picked up by his grandfather he had been working in the basement which was where his home office was until he left at 5 26 p.m but steven's employer reported that after his lunch break on november 13th that idiot did not re-enter the queue to finish his shift He didn't enter any case updates that day, despite the fact that he worked on customer issues and he has to log all of his activities in his case notes. So Stephen's other employer verified that he didn't log in at all on September on November 13th. So he's telling police, oh, no, I was working until 526, but he never logged back into work after his lunch break. Mm. That's suspicious. Stephen Allwine's home office in the family basement had an abundance of computer equipment, but he denied having any knowledge about hacking or the dark web or anything of the nature. He said that he knows how things are supposed to work in the legitimate world. But guess what? That boy was lying. Yeah. Because inv- investigators that quickly learned boy is that a liar. they quickly learned that Steven had not told the truth when his computers were searched they found that he had been accessing the dark web since as early as 2014 dang yeah he'd been doing that thing for a while and because police knew that Amy had this hit on her earlier in the year
0: what I have to say this he was active in the dark web and he chose to use Ashley Madison for an affair yeah (laughs) Because he kept
1: getting scammed. And I'm going to talk to you more about, like, how many times the fucking Basa Mafia scammed this asshole. And this is kind of why I love the idea of an ethical hacker. Like, just some fucking good old vigilante justice. Yeah. uh, Makes me, just satisfies something deep within me. So... Police knew that Amy had this hit out on her earlier in the year, and they're trying to link this mysterious dark web hitman to the person who might have murdered her. And we're going to rewind and talk about the Basa Mafia and that hit. After initially reaching out to Basa Mafia on February 15th, Dog Day God posted on March 6th that she needed this bitch dead. So he had reached out around Valentine's day because we know it's a he, even though dog day God is claiming to be a she reached out around Valentine's day. And then on March 6th, they were like, okay, we, I need this bitch, Jed. Dog day God reported that Amy would be traveling to Moline, Illinois for a dog training competition on March 19th and the 20th on March 20th. The Besa Mafia hitman reported back to Dog Day God that they did not get the opportunity to kill Amy and Moline. So, Dog Day God suggested that the hit be done a few weeks later because Amy was going to be in Atlanta this time. Besa Mafia recommended the use of a sniper for an additional 10 Bitcoin worth approximately $12,000. He had already paid $5,000, so now he has to pay them another $12,000. Ultimately, the conversations between Dog Day God and Basa Mafia concluded with the deal that Amy would be killed in her home and the house would be burned down afterward. Dog Day God agreed to provide the money by the next day. On March 22nd, Dog Day God attempted to transfer the Bitcoin and provided Basemafia Mafia with a specific 35-digit alphanumeric address that to be matched with the transfer. Bitcoin addresses are considered unique to each transaction, and during a forensic search of Stephen's computer, that specific Bitcoin address that Dog Day God had posted was located on a backed-up deleted file which linked Stephen Ding Dong Allwine directly to Dog Day God. Before the hit, quote unquote, was carried out, Dog Day God was told that their hitman had been caught driving a stolen vehicle and had been (laughs) taken to jail. (laughs) But the local police um, confirmed that no one had been apprehended in Minnesota or Western Wisconsin in a stolen vehicle. And then they requested even more. I shouldn't more. laugh. But... <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. It's funny that this guy is such a piece of shit and he continues to just, he's like, okay, I understand. I understand. You guys are good, honest people. Like, no. they're They're clearly scamming you and you're too dumb to notice. Mm-hmm. Because you're so focused on being a worthless human being in trying to kill your wife. So they tell him that their guy got taken to jail for a stolen vehicle, but police confirmed that no one had been taken to jail for a stolen vehicle. And then Fesa Mafia requested even more Bitcoin in order to carry
0: out the hits. They're like, now we have to pay bail. Like, now we need you to pay bail for this guy.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. There was zero evidence that any of the hits that were ordered on the base mafia website had actually ever been carried out but there is very good evidence that it was completely a scam <laughs> in may in may of that year base mafia was targeted by an ethical hacker who published the site's customer list and revealed that the entire operation had been a scam which was why the fbi was investigating the site and all of the users that had been customers and because of that, the site was shut down, and Dog Day God was forced to seek an alternate plan. So he knew that he wasn't going to get a hitman from this site anymore, and he still continued to try to find a different way to murder his wife. Bro, just Dog divorce God. her, right? Divorce like, her.
0: It's like way more And he's going to go to hell,
1: and hell is worse than prison <laughs> or shame. I don't know. It's just. This guy is absolute bonkers. Piece of shit. Yeah. Total piece of shit. So his username turned up on another site seeking a drug dealer in the Minneapolis area. And the continued forensic search of Stephen Allwine's phone revealed that the cookies from the search engines used to search the dark web were also installed on his phone. The FBI, during their investigation, found that Dog Day God had been trying to find a drug called um, scopolamine or devil's breath. And according to medical experts, even just a gram of devil's breath powder is enough to kill someone who takes it. But lower quantities can cause hallucinations um, and it can cause people who take it to be in a hypnotized state. Or it's almost like, like a date rape drug. Like, you lose your free will or your awareness. While investigating the murder of Amy, police asked the medical examiner to test for the presence of scopolamine. And guess what was in her system? More than 45 times the concentration of a prescription that Amy had never been prescribed. Scopolamine. Her time of death was estimated by the medical examiner to have been around 3 p.m., four hours before police were called. But again, Stephen said that he had last seen and talked to her two hours after her estimated yeah, time of death. Yeah, around 5. 5.30, he said. He went into the room to tell Amy that he was leaving to pick up their son, and he had found her kneeling by the bed. And he told police that he believed that she was praying. And that wasn't uncommon. So they have all the evidence they need. They've linked him to this username. They have his Bitcoin alphanumeric code. They have the presence of this copalamine. And within months, they had gathered enough evidence to link Stephen Alline to Dog Day God and allege that he had killed his wife after Basa Mafia Failed to complete the hit that he had ordered and he went to trial. Prosecutors claimed that he had been motivated by a mix of religious guilt and piety, as divorce was just not an option for a church elder who regularly provided marriage counseling. He was literally so ashamed of his actions that he thought the better deal was murdering his wife rather than just divorcing. So gross. And being shamed by his church. He went to incredible lengths to murder Amy. Not only at numerous times, his plan was foiled. And if you were a religious man, wouldn't you take that as like, oh, maybe God is intervening? You know, maybe maybe God's like, nah, you shouldn't do that, bruh. But he continued to try to find ways to murder his wife. Stephen was also the sole benefactor of her $700,000 life insurance policy.
0: Oh, ding, ding, ding.
1: The defense argued that there was insufficient physical evidence connecting Stephen, which, wrong, but apparently, because forensics could only find, like, the particle characteristic of gunshot residue on Stephen's right hand and not, like, actual... I don't know. It was just like it wasn't enough for them, but it was because the jury disagreed with the defense. And on January 31st, 2018, so two years later, after eight hours of deliberation, they found Stephen Alline guilty of first degree murder for the premeditated attack on his wife. Addressing the courtroom at his sentencing just days later, Steven stated that he had always loved his wife and did not. Oh, dude, kill her. shut the
0: fuck up.
1: Oh no, no, listen, listen. So he said he always loved his wife. He did not kill her. He said, I've never asked for anything except to work for God. And he said that two, the two of them never even argued, and he believed that an unknown assailant had entered the house through a patio door that had been left unlocked. Um. First of all, why are you cheating on her if you love her so much? Why are you right? searching up hitmen to murder her if you love her? That is not love. That is plain no. old ignoramus.
0: Dude.
1: Judge B. William Ekstrom, who was overseeing, was visibly annoyed during <laughs> his speeches. Same. And he told Stephen... You are an incredible actor, a hypocrite, and a cold and calculating killer. Ekstrom sentenced Stephen to life in prison with no possibility of parole, which is the mandatory sentence for a conviction of first-degree murder in Minnesota, and it's being served at St. Cloud Prison. The Council of Elders at the United Church of God, where Stephen was active, They removed him from the ministry after he was initially charged with the murder in early 2017. And this was one of the most complex investigations that cottage Grove police ever had. There were five detectives working on this case for full, like full time for over two months. And they had a very hard time linking it all together. Amy's parents were astonished by Stephen's betrayal they called him selfish and her dad recalled how at Amy's wedding 20 years earlier, he had put her hand into Steven's and asked him to take good care of his little girl. Amy's uh. sister, Julie Brown, told the court how Amy had lived in fear every waking moment in the last months of her life because of the anonymous death threat she had received and because of the murder for hire plot that the FBI had warned her about. She lived her last months in fear before a husband that she loved and cared for murdered her. Dude. And that's fucked up.
0: Yeah, it is. Dude, what? Just, <laughs> <laughs> He's such that, a dumbass. Like, I get scammed for like $5 and I'm like, never again, never right? again. Like, I won't even answer my phone if it rings and your number is not in my phone.
1: I'm like, no, that's a scam a hundred percent. I'm not yeah. answering the phone under any this asshole got scammed so much, and he still was like, no, I can I can fix it. I can make it work. Like, bitch, no, you can't. Stop.
0: Dude, I'm a fucking dummy. <laughs> I also hate for Amy because she had no idea that her husband was a disgusting shithead. Yeah, no, she had this
1: very successful dog training business that she and was going, you know, around the country to competitions and doing very well in them. And he the whole time was just plotting against her. And she was just like, you know, happily married. According to her. No, no.
0: Dude. I hate when people hide behind their religion as a reason to not get divorced. And it's like, the Bible is not like, oh, you know what? Divorced? You should do that. But you should definitely fucking murder her. That's way better.
1: Right. But no. No. How is that the better scenario? I just can't understand. And even... Like, did he think if he had a hitman do it, then he didn't commit the murder? Because, like, if you get divorced and you go to hell, that seems like the better case option than, like, murdering someone and going to hell, you know, if you're using your religion as a justification for that. I don't buy it. I think uh, he's just gross. Yeah, he's a twat. Yeah, his- A twat. The prosecution called him, like, a narcissist and said that he was only focused on what he wanted. Which, if he had ended that relationship with Michelle, like, was he trying to just continue to pursue another relationship with someone else? And he was just like, well, this is the only way I know how to do it. And that's also confusing. Like, why did he want to leave so bad if he was having these affairs and
0: getting away with it? Was yeah. Was that not that's... enough? Dude. I just can't believe how many times he got scammed. That's what I keep going back to. <laughs> I know. It's kind of hilarious. Based the mafia, situation
1: like... isn't hilarious, but the fact that he's such a moron. Yeah, that is hilarious. It... He
0: is. We love a dumb criminal. Love we them. love a dumb criminal. Ugh. Poor Amy. Poor Amy. And and honestly, fuck him for doing that to their son. Yeah. One,
1: you knew where she was, and you let your son find her, and then when she's like, he's like, why is mom sleeping on the floor? She's probably dead.
0: Yeah, no. Mm, You know what? I hope you have the worst day every day. I... I hate this guy. I gotta look up and see what he looks like. He
1: looks like... I don't know. He's getting scammed on the internet. He looks like he's getting scammed on the internet by anyone who would. Oh, yeah, he does. Look at his eyes. I couldn't have done it. (laughs) Couldn't have been me. Like, he looks like he thinks he's too good. Mm Mm-hmm. For he Amy. kind of looks
0: like he's related to Peyton Manning. It's that fucking square ass head. <laughs> That's an insult to Peyton Manning, though.
1: Yeah, it really is an insult to and Peyton she Manning, who's done so... nothing but good things for the state of Indiana and the world. The rest and the world <laughs> don't
0: <laughs> don't talk shit about. I'll fight you over Peyton Manning, I swear to God. The older Manning brother that way? Uh, He's the middle Manning brother? Oh, I'm sorry. Not in the football (laughs) world, I guess. There's another one? What does the other one do? Uh, The other one, Cooper Manning, was allegedly the best football player out of all three of the boys, but he got hurt and couldn't play, or he got, like, some... I can't remember why he couldn't play, but he was allegedly, like, a way better football player than Eli and Peyton. Look, his I'm going to be the first Arch person to Manning. say that
1: Cooper is a dog's name only. Don't I'm you say kidding. that. If, you're, if your kid's name, his name is
0: Cooper Archibald Manning. What a name. Yep. I love
1: it. That just it. sounds
0: fancy. His son plays at the University of Texas right now. Huh. How about that? He had spinal stenosis. And in case you guys didn't think of, or didn't realize that, I fucking love the Manning family. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no shit. I had I no them. idea there was another one. I thought there was just the two. How come so no. many brothers make it into the NFL? And I think it's this like is a when good they time have a... that. You go ahead. It's
0: good genetics, man.
1: It's good genetics. When you got a good, someone's thing. parents are really pa- hammering it in. They're like,
0: no. I make. would
1: like to know your feelings on um, the
0: recent, the recent. <laughs> uh taylor travis NFL. kelsey taylor swift yeah, yeah yeah there you go uh i think they're just having fun you think i so? like travis kelsey though he's fun he's fun you don't
1: think they're gonna fall in love and get married and no have... he
0: looks like someone that leaves girls on red he is definitely not gonna marry taylor swift she's gonna destroy <laughs> him i love taylor swift and she is gonna eat him alive
1: i hope so i hope that if he i hope that like, for her he too. does kind of look like that I don't
0: know a lot of things about the footballs. (laughs) If anyone can handle her level of fame, I think it's him. I I I really don't think he cares. And he has such a good personality. That's why I think it could work. Yeah. He might ground her a little bit. Do you just not want to get your hopes up? Yeah, I'm sick of having my heart broken. And I love (laughs) Taylor Swift. I just want her happy. I mean, I get good music How are we going to get albums, Connie? How are we going to get albums if she doesn't? We have Lover, and that's a love album. Like, she was so happy. We have a she lot She was of so happy. <laughs> you know, I think that's what it is. It's like, I don't know what happened between her and Joe Alwyn, but like, I loved him so much because of how low-key they were. And I'm still not convinced that that relationship is over in my head. <laughs> in my head. <laughs> to clarify, in your head. In my head. Yeah, I have to Specifically. add Specifically. My husband was like, do you want a Travis Kelsey jersey? And I was like, no, thank you. I'm good. She wanted to no that I have this. I'm friends with this girl on
1: something, and she immediately made like Kansas City Chiefs Swift hoodies and like started selling them. Like that day was like well, done. You got to capitalize on
0: the market, baby.
1: Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Good for her. I
0: hope she. I hope she made some dollars off that. I don't. I'm. I mean, I'm from the Midwest. I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs. I am. Uh indianapolis colts till i die i will root on the Bengals just because they're close but honestly the only I... football team i've I, i'm i'm not even into it as much anymore because i was obsessed with peyton manning and eli manning and now i just watch their sports commentary and call it a day you're like oh cute there they are I, I am rooting for all of the kansas city chiefs because i accidentally auto-drafted my fantasy football team and I have like four Kansas City Chiefs players. So Ooh, including I Travis a fantasy
1: football team.
0: You do? Oh, that's a good pick yeah. then, right? Yeah, I do have. Um, I joined the one at work. My fantasy football team name is my TDs are real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crack myself up. <laughs> and I'm one and two, so I'm not doing so hot. My people got to get their shit together. I also forget to set my line up a lot. So I that doesn't help. I haven't heard of one person who is doing well in fantasy football so far.
1: Like all the people I know who do it, no one's doing There's... right.
0: No. No. No one's winning. Everyone keeps getting hurt like... and like, ugh. Like who is winning, you know? No, I think I should do a fantasy football team and like the object is to do the worst and then I would win. I would play that. I would do that with you. We I should feel do like a fantasy could... football team of like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings characters. <laughs> How will they do in different battles? Now there's an idea. Copyright there, right There's now. an idea. That's an app waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Or at
1: least the vi- bare minimum a
0: Reddit thread somewhere. Yeah, like <laughs> a real fantasy. Like, like real fantasy. Not just a like, real oh, fantasy
1: football. It's just only fantasy <laughs> characters. I love this idea. I'm spiraling on it for <laughs> a second. Oh, oh my god.
0: god.
1: It's perfect. Mm. When, when you have to draft fantasy characters as like different positions, who's your first
0: pick? Cool? Yeah. Who's your well just say, okay, say you have to pick a defense. Who what defense do you pick? A fantasy characters. Oh. I'm gonna
1: like my brain goes orcs, right? Like, you're going to want some kind of, but they did lose, so maybe Dwarves.
0: Gryffindor's Army. Oh, Dumbledore's Army? Dumbledore. Yeah, sorry. Gryffindor's Army. Dumbledore's Army. That's who I would pick.
1: I'd probably go the, like, Dwarves from Lord of the Rings. I'd probably go them if I'm going for defense. I know they're going in, swinging. They're little guys, but they can make it. They're tough. Okay, quarterback is, like, the leader of the team. Who do you pick? Oh man, this is so hard. There's so many different kinds of fantasy. Like I feel like you could do a whole one just for Lord of the Rings and then like a whole mm-hmm. one just for Harry Potter cuz I just hmm I'm thinking about I mean, it. Because I'm going to pick Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that w- that would be a good one. If I'm thinking like Harry Potter world, I'm not even thinking like characters now. I'm thinking like like Harry Potter's dad, like James.
0: Oh, for James sure. James Potter. That's a good it's, one.
1: Yeah. I'm going, we're going to the past. Hmm. That kid I really, is someone I'm, who
0: like you expect to put up a few points. Like, but they're <laughs> more important to the team than they realize. And I'm going to pick Neville Longbottom. <laughs>
1: Neville Longbottom coming in hot. Uh, I'm thinking. I feel like okay. I would go Han Solo if we're going Star oh, Wars. Her, that's uh, a like, good
0: one too. Yeah, I think he could do it wide receiver they're like the heart of the team wide receivers and running backs they get like the most points that's who you draft first oh galadriel i'm I'm picking yoda (laughs) you're picking yoda i know you're not a lord of the rings girl uh, i'm not a (laughs) girl do you remember i just i don't even i'll be honest the times i have watched it, i've been ham sammy so i don't even remember these characters (laughs) <laughs> well their names
1: are pretty intense as well
0: or maybe even Aragorn but like I would really like some
1: some girl power on the team so I'll, I'll go Galadriel oh wide receiver could
0: be mm, running back sturdy um, McGonagall McGonagall she's, <laughs> back.
1: she's definitely that- gonna be the announcer I just want to hear her announce maybe. the game
0: you know who would be a good solid running back that you wouldn't think about is Jenny Weasley. I she's yeah, got a little I'm... more power than you realize. She's a sleeper pick, man. <laughs> she's a sleeper
1: pick. <laughs> I like how serious you got into this immediately. I do think we have to break it down. Like I think we have to do like just Star Wars, just Lo- like just Loder, just
0: Harry Potter. I don't think well, we can mix. This is our.
1: It's like I think teams, we should do it. you know.
0: Yeah, but you see, you have all the different teams from fantasy football. It goes all the way across. I guess it'd be like different sports. Like you can't have, it'd be like having soccer players on a NFL or like a basketball player on an NFL fantasy team. I get what you're saying. I, I think that. we could link this back directly to the trifecta,
1: which is a very I think we OG, should. gruesome, the gruesome trifecta topic.
0: And <laughs> Our call to action for this week is <laughs> let's hear your fantasy football picks. Your fantasy football, picks. yeah, yeah. Your fantasy team. Who's your fantasy team? Not football, just who's your fantasy team?
1: I mean, we could think about it. You uh, like technically, you could include like Twilight in these ranks. You could include Ooh. any fantasy series you wanted. So like, where's Edward oh, Cullen man. coming in? Are who's we Team doing Edward Game of up in here? Who? You could throw Game, Game, Game of, of, of Thrones, Thrones in there. White Walkers.
0: Ooh, that's, that's a, a, a good defense, defense right there. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: yeah this is um i think we've got we're going somewhere with this
0: <laughs> yeah this is gonna be good this is gonna be good because now everyone chime alice in would be a good quarterback alice would be a good quarterback because she knows she knows what's happening she could see it to be a great and like her you know her snaps would be so elegant Mm-hmm. they would just just like when she threw throws that <laughs>
1: ball. the baseball scene <laughs> <laughs> so funny All right, that's that.
0: Make make sure you make a post this week. We haven't been as good about it because we've been sucking at life lately. But make the post and let's hear what everyone's fantasy teams are.
1: Yeah, 100%. Tell us. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome Horrific True Crime. We love you, beautiful strangers. And if you love us too, here are some ways that you can support Gruesome. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at Gruesome Podcasts on Instagram or TikTok and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon. Sign up to
1: join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and a PayPal via our email,
0: gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget,
1: lock your windows, lock your doors. And on Wednesdays, we're We're gruesome. gruesome. Bye.
0: Bye. (laughs)